So it's 7.46 p.m. on Thursday, November 5th, 2020. Hi everyone, it's me, Gabe. We intended to make a show this week. I mean, we wanted to make a show this week. But we don't have the energy to make a show this week. Nick and Nikenji might. I don't. Everything about the world has come to this festering knot of fear, prejudice, warmongering, disrespect. You know, normally this time of the year is a time when many people stop to honor their ancestors, to greet and remember their beloved dead, but something feels off this year. I think I can summarize it by painting you what the hipster kids at the literature co-op call a word picture. Here in my hometown, on the corner of Eleventy and Clarp Street, there is on display in some monster's yard a life-sized coffin like you might see in the old-timey cowboy films. It's tipped over like as if it were spilling out its contents, and the hinge has fallen open. It's supposed to be spooky. But instead, it's just sad. It made me cry on the way to work the other day to think that so many have died this year and that this asshat is so tone deaf to all that that he puts a grave on his front yard as a joke. It's hard to get inspired to remember the dead when there are so many of them walking among us. This isn't a zombie reference. This is a reference to the fact that more and more people are succumbing to COVID-19 than have previously throughout this year. And the only thing anyone seems to want to do about it is to engage with the party of megalomania that is seemingly willing to pee in the well of democracy rather than make the tiniest effort at self-introspection. The problem, it seems, is not with the system. Like Nikenji has pointed out so many times before, the system is working as it intended. The problem is with the people. I do not forgive you who would vote to hold those who hold the democratic ideals in contempt. You are confused, senseless people who choose to be told what to feel by others rather than to look inside yourself and get a sense of your own thoughts. There is no one who has looked inside themselves and found that a government that prepares a war on its own people is not a bad one. Count all the votes. If you think otherwise, you are a fascist, and I hope that calling you a fascist hurts your feelings. I hope that it makes you angry, and it doesn't bother me because we're not friends anymore. I'm done pretending that I'm not mad at you for being so selfish. The willing self-introspection 
that we go through is a fundamental principle of this show. And as far as I'm concerned, it's a fundamental principle of life. If you aren't looking inward and questioning your motivations, you're just plowing forward in search of things to consume. Brains, new cars, new cola flavors, brains again. Again with the zombies. Jesus, it's almost like I'm straining a metaphor here. I guess I wasn't really sure how I was going to stomach the painful months of decline this year. And the truth is, I guess it'll be the same as any other year. Take a deep breath, center, ground. I really believe that while the Northern Hemisphere slouches into the dark times, there are those who have hope. Those who have hope are tasked with one thing during the dark times. Hold on for the light. It's not going to be easy. The darkest night, the long shadow sandwiched between the two shortest days of our calendar, they're not even here yet. And we're going to have to face them. We're going to have to face them and reject their promises of ignorance and security because eventually morning will come and the days will start to get longer and the light of the world will begin to get great and the light of the world will begin to be great regardless of which old white man claims dominion over us we can still make light in this world and we must The future will be bright again. The world is a swirling Ouroboros. The light eating the dark, eating the light, eating the dark, eating the light, eating the dark. And it's our job to balance it. To make things possible. To support others. To lift each other up, to let our light shine and our shadow guide us, and remember that it will probably be okay. give us a summary of post-election commentary published in the New York Times morning newsletter on November 5th. Dahlia Lithwick, Slate. We are as confounded today about the lies as we were in 2016. We ignore them at the peril of democracy. We engage with them at the peril of our sanity. Susan Glasser, The New Yorker. 
There have been many times over the past four years that covering Trump's Washington felt like a foreign assignment to me, never more so than while driving around the Capitol these past few days and seeing boarded-up storefronts and streets cordoned off for blocks around the White House. In anticipation of unprecedented post-election violence, I have seen such scenes before in places like Azerbaijan and Russia. This is Trump's America. It is not the America I have known. Steve Vladek, University of Texas law professor. For anyone complaining about the late shift in totals toward Democrats in MI, PA, and we, most of those votes actually came in first. But Republican-controlled state legislatures refused to allow the counting of mail ballots as they arrived. Nicholas Christoph, a Times Opus Ed columnist. If Biden wins after this poisoning of the chalice, he will inherit a badly divided country after an election that many will deem illegitimate and it will be harder to govern and more difficult for the United States to exert influence around the world. I had thought to have one of our hosts in turn read these to each other and then add our own commentary, but I realized that as I read them, the only reaction I had to add was, yeah, that sucks. So, what is hashtag Trump meltdown on Twitter? Well, you know what his argument is? Like, you know, with COVID, if you keep testing, then, of course, like, there'll be more COVID. He's such a right. simpleton. And so, he had a press conference where he, and actually, Fox News cut away from it. They were like, no, none of this is true. And so he says that he's complaining about mail-in votes are being counted. He believes that that is fraud. He made claims that he would have won. He is winning. And before, like, those votes were counted, he was winning. And so he's won the election decisively. And everything that's happening right now is the Dems cheating. And like, I kid you not, CNNs, like, what do they call it? The lower third, when they, like, have that text, which is like a summary of what's being said. It says, breaking news, without any evidence, Trump says he's being cheated. But then this one is the kicker. Trump says he'll go to Supreme Court. Semicolon! I have never seen a semicolon in one of these tickers. Not tickers, but one of these things. It's not even the crawl. It's like the label thing. Anyway, it says, uh, Trump says he'll go to the Supreme Court. Semicolon. Unclear why. <laughs> if we didn't already have a good name for a podcast semicolon unclear why would be a great one. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> never seen a semicolon before in any of these like you never see it on the screen they 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 try to be all pithy and shit yeah, yeah, but sh I mean, sure, that semicolon is necessary because you're saying this is an independent clause. Do not relate these two speakers. These are two independent ideas. We could have joined them with a simple comma and then we would have, probably, but it, we feel like it would have been more clear to just put them in with a semicolon. They're related, but they aren't connected. <laughs> I mean, that's some master's level of grammar shit right there. Yeah. I'm going to take a deep breath, and I'm going to say, this is a coup. 
we can't be silenced. And then I'm going to go back to playing Minecraft. <laughs> I mean, at least there isn't violence in the streets, but I, I, I'm pretty sure that when I wake up tomorrow, there will be. Or there might not be, and it might happen on Saturday. But like, if he keeps going the way he's going, and with his people armed to the teeth, yeah. And I think that's why you've got to call it a coup, right? Like, that's why it's so important to say that this is a hostile takeover of our government. Whether you know, all things aside, like, I don't know. It's just it's nerve wracking to think about it. Someone described it on Twitter as do not turn back. No, we are escaping the basement of the serial killer. Run. Do not stop. Do not look back. We are almost out. Let's go. <laughs> and described the um, Trump as let me play this. That is the president of the United States. That is the most. You'll notice the president did not have any evidence presented at all. That is the president of the United States. That is the most powerful person in the world. And we see him like an obese turtle on his back, flailing in the hot sun, realizing his time is over. But he just hasn't accepted it. I don't want to enjoy hot takes. I don't want hot takes. I want this. I want decisions. But I do. I do. I did quite enjoy that. That's so mean to turtles. Is everything you should describe Trump? I, I'm always like, that's so insulting. Because I was thinking he has the intelligence of a fly, and I was like, shit, mm, that's insulting to flies. Yeah. I like I had an argument with my brother, not argument, a disagreement with my brother earlier this week. So basically, his take is that like Black America has no reason to come out to the to the polls, not yeah, to the polls, and vote because the Democrats are catering or giving a fuck about black America. And he like his position, like we fundamentally disagree on what the vote for this election is about. Mm-hmm. So for me, I see it as stopping the descent into fascism or fascism. Those are the <laughs> choices. Yeah. And he was talking about, well, you could just not vote or like, like if I was them, like I would just not vote, honestly, or like vote in a third party candidate. And I was like, but you're an adult and this is the situation that you have. And to do anything else is to basically be a petulant child. And it's fine if you choose. It's, it's fine if you choose those. Yes, that's. but, but you're being a fucking petulant child because that doesn't change the fact that two people could be president the fuck and he like he like he stands very strongly on like the black vote i'm like you know what these motherfuckers can still show up and show out because that's what they do because they understand that shit rolls downhill and when shit gets really shitty for white people they just do whatever the fuck they want and who gets fucked over first mm-hmm. they know so then I we just had to like agree to stop. Like I was just like, yeah, and like we're not gonna talk about this anymore. Yeah, right. I'm cribbing a little bit from from South Park, but like, it's this idea that somebody is trying to make you eat, and you have to eat one thing. You can either eat a tuna fish sandwich or you can eat a shit sandwich, and your response is, "But I don't like tuna." 
Well, those are those are your choices. You can't just not eat, because then you'll die. Like that's how this works. You can eat a shit sandwich or a tuna fish sandwich. There's no in between. He th- he thought it was hyperbolic, and I don't. I hope that I'm being hyperbolic, but I don't think I am. Like, I, we have people attacking, not attacking, but basically attacking the people counting the votes across yeah. the country. I live here. Uh, like, you get to you you get to think of all this shit in theory. And he was talking about, like, well, as a dem- me as a Democrat. I'm not even a fucking Democrat. And then he called me more conservative than him. I'm like, bitch, you... <laughs> That is not in any way, shape, form true. Like, I don't fucking like Joe Biden. He was, like, the most useless primary candidate there is. Like, his his platform is let's not make things worse. And you know what? When we have someone who comes in and breaks things, the candidate who's just not going to make things worse... Yeah. Well, at least we'll have the option of having a candidate who makes things better four years yeah. from now. Well, I, I feel better having spoken with you, knowing that there are other people in this world who are also suffering, but at least are willing to talk about it. I feel like if I don't talk about it, like, I'll just, it's like, if you take it in, it has to come out some way, and talking just seems to be the best way. I totally agree. And and also for me, like writing, when I sat down today and I wrote the, the piece that will have preceded this conversation... It was ju- not just me trying to get out of doing some incredibly boring progress reports, but like I just I finally opened up and was able to start processing through all of this election garbage. So. So, yeah, I hear you and I appreciate it. So what did we learn? Well, a couple of things, I think. First and foremost, we learned that there really isn't a choice when you are offered a choice between tuna fish or shit on your sandwich. Just pick tuna fish. That's all you gotta do. We learned that that Nikenji does not appreciate being labeled. And then finally we learned that one should always double check which microphone input the recording software is recording because otherwise one is going to find himself re-recording his end of some conversations so that at the very least his friend Nikenji's stuff gets broadcast. Sorry about that, Nikenji. For what it's worth. And listen. The one thing we all have to do here is to keep our heads on straight, to call bullshit when we see bullshit. This is a coup. Count all the votes. If we do that and we assume positive intent and we just keep on trucking until the sun shines once again. It will probably be okay.
Cool, cool. All right, have a great week. You too. Bye.